so tonight for our kind of like sharing slot, um, Iz and I are going to share kind of like tag team a little bit, um, kind of like a relay or like a bet and pass. Um, maybe we'll kind of pass one of these candles kind of symbolically. So over the month of June and July, uh, we have been in this kind of time of seeking God's leading for us here at Blueprint and um, the wider whānau that we're a part of at Renew Communities. Um, so we've had a few different people sharing stories as part of that. We've had some more kind of reflective services um, and it's sort of meandered on. People have been um, spending their own time in prayer. We had um, the weekend of prayer to start things off. Um, people have been having conversations, all sorts of things. Um, and I just wanted to take a moment to celebrate that that's where we've been, um, that it's so awesome that as a community we've taken the time um, to engage um, in this process of seeking God together, of listening and of reflecting. Um, wanted to give a special thank you to all of you who have participated in ways big and small in that. Um, particularly wanted to give a thank you um, for those who've felt uncomfortable um, in this time, whether, um, you know, maybe God stirred things in your life or you've started noticing things you hadn't noticed before or um, old passions have been kind of like risen back up. Um, thank you for taking the time to be awake to that, to notice that, to share that, to um, be challenged, to share challenge. Um, it's been really cool. We um, had a weekend last weekend with um, the different Renew community leaders um, where we got away up the coast, which was really special. We're, we were a little bit down on crew because a few people were sick, which was a shame. But um, yeah, had a time of coming together um, and people kind of bringing um, what they'd heard um, from around their different spaces. So that was really special to gather around those things and would only have been possible um, because people actually engaged. So thank you um, for being awake and attentive and engaged in this time. Um, it kind of just feels like the start more than the end, to be honest, um, which is some of what will come out um, in tonight. But yeah, wanted to um, start by saying, yay, um, we've had this time and it's been really cool. Um, a kind of image I had for um, like what our weekend away felt like was um, um, not that I do crayfish fishing, but um, kind of like when you put down a cray pot um, and it's just like you put it down and you've kind of just got to leave it for a while and then you kind of like kayak back out or row back out or however you get there. And then you just pull it up and you just kind of see like, what's in this? Um, and that kind of was what it felt like um, um, in our time away last weekend of like pulling up um, from the depths of our different communities, things that people had heard, um, what God had been sharing on people's hearts. So yeah, that was a really a cool time, but it, as I say, it kind of felt like more of a beginning than an ending. Um, some of the, the themes that we felt were um, to continue the conversations um, across our different communities to like really consolidate listening to one another. And um, there's been a lot of change um, across Renew Community leadership over the last year um, and actually being like, oh, well, there's a lot of people that are pretty new to spending like long times together. Um, so we're looking forward to more conversations um, into the future. So, yeah, there's just a chance of feedback to you guys. Thank you so much for um, those who prayed for us on the weekend away um, and prayed for Isa's Nana, who's had her shenanigans going on. And, yeah, there's just been, like, a lot of mercies over, over this time. So, yeah, shout out for that. So, um, probably when would it have been? Maybe, like, five or six weeks ago now, um, I shared um, a bunch of different stories about where Blueprint has felt kind of led historically to be, um, how we've been kind of formed by different 
um, prophetic words that have been spoken into this place. Um, so some of you will have been there um, for that. But what I didn't get to share in that night was um, around the charism or the tent that we have that's kind of conceptually what sits behind um, a lot of the stuff across Renew Communities. And it felt like um, at the time that was like, oh, I didn't quite get there, but probably went on long enough. You know, there's only so long you can speak. So I'm um, going to bring that tonight. So um, earlier um, this evening, I was talking to Rachel. and I was like, oh, Rachel, it would be cool to have this visual. Could you go onto the Renew Communities website and do the screen grab? And we like scrolled down and found this and, and pulled it off that. And um, I was like, oh, you could maybe label it like charism. And um, Rachel just labeled it tent, um, which I actually sew back. Because <laughs> look at it, straight up, it's a tent. Um, and so, yeah, hello, my love. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was just actually to check if the congregation was awake. So thank you for that. Um, so yeah, I just want to talk for a little bit to our tent. Um, and I really, like it used to be a 3D model and then we kind of moved it to a, no wait, did I just say 3D? It used to be a 2D model, but now it's a 3D model and I like it way better. Um, so what we have here is we have this um, central pole um, at the middle of the tent, which is Jesus. And um, man, I've just, uh, you guys ever have those things where sometimes like God catches your attention on something and then like maybe you're going to sleep, like in those kind of half- awake times um, and then you just forget about it and then kind of a week or a year or sometime later you remember that that little moment so um, earlier this week um, I was like lying in bed and the song be thou my vision came into my head and I was thinking like ah, oh, the heart of that song is like be thou my vision like God would it's about the vision is God the vision isn't like um other things the vision is God and from God comes other good things and this I the idea of like oh being like the vision is Jesus like restruck me and then I forgot about it and then today um I was selling some flowers at a craft market and then I went to drop some extra ones off at the two Todman um shop space um where they kindly like hang them up and sell them if people want to buy them so I was dropping them off and I was putting the flowers in the chapel and I was like man this Brooklyn chapel is so peaceful like God's presence is so here I was like I can't be too rushed getting to church to not stop and like pray while I'm here. Like that's kind of missing the point. So I like just took a moment and um, I was just like, ah, the, the center is Jesus. Um, and later tonight when the crew lead us in worship, um, there's like a little kind of Teze song that came into my mind, um, which talks about Jesus being the center, being our source and being our light. And so we want, us, we want um, with our tent that we gather under for Christ to be the central pole um, under which the canopy is made like big. Um, so Jesus is our central pole. And then um, the different like pegs of the tent um, kind of pull out in different directions so that the tent can be really big. So I don't know how many people have made a tent before, put up a tent. Okay, you guys can work with me here on this imagery then. So you've got to pull out the pegs so that the fabric is like nice and tight so that it doesn't go soggy in the rain and stuff. And so there's enough space. And so this, these different pegs kind of pull in different directions, but together the tension of them makes the space. Um, and so we have this peg of costly community, which is the idea that um, the call to be um, with God isn't just like an independent um, do my own thing call. 
uh, but actually God invites us into life together to have an interdependent life where we're on team um, and we're like, that's cool, like being communal and um, like with others is cool, but it also is costly. <laughs> we couldn't just have community without costly. There's a thing where we have to um, in some ways like die to our own egos and like cooperate and forgive each other and be patient and stuff. And so there's a cost. Um, so costly community um, and the choice to um, like pay that cost is part of, of part of what we acknowledge in our tent. And then we have Anglican tradition, um, which is to say that uh, we follow the patterns of, um, or some of the patterns of the Anglican family that we're a part of. Um, and this idea is just um, a real acknowledgement that we're not the first people following Jesus, um, but that we're actually part of a wider um, tradition, which is itself part of a wider tradition of people journeying with God. And so we pick up um, those traditions and practices that we've inherited. Um, we are joined through time and space to those who've gone before us in the faith, um, and we have a family um, in faith, um, like all of our brothers and sisters in Christ, many different denominations, but the kind of particular, I guess, clan that we're a part of um, is the Anglican family. And so, yeah, we just acknowledge that and we, we follow some of the practices of that family, which you guys will see in like our liturgy and how we pass the peace and stuff here on Sundays. Um, and then, yeah, we have missional zeal, um, which is the idea that um, Jesus um, comes into our lives and loves us deeply, um, but also gives us purpose, um, gives us adventures to go on in reflecting God's character in the world and in um, blessing um, and loving um, others in the world. And so that mission of Christ is um, to love and serve those around us, to share Jesus um, and to like be a light to the world. And so we want to do that um, not in a kind of like, oh, I guess I'll like be a loving person. But we want to be like joyful about that. And we want to be um, like passionate about um, where God's justice and hope is breaking into the world. And so um, the sense of like miss mission and purpose we have, we want to do so um, wholeheartedly um, and buoyantly. And so um, there's heaps of different stuff that this can look like. There's personal things that God um, kind of missionally calls people to like that for some of you in the room that will be like vocational stuff where God has given you a particular like missional avenue to invest a lot of your time in and there's also together stuff that we do um, there's our families that we have there's our neighborhoods lots of different things but that's a part of um, our community life together and so um, we form particular ways that mission can look like to make it um, easy to do that together. We get organized around those things. So, um, you know, the Freestyle crew will get up and say, um, hey, we've got this event. We would love for you guys to be able to volunteer and support that. And that's a really easy way to love and serve in the neighborhood. So we kind of get organized around that, but it also is bigger than our particular organized moments. Does that make sense? You guys tracking? Yeah, cool. So we've got Jesus-centered, costly community, Anglican traditional, miss missional zeal, Pentecostal spirituality. This one is um, I guess our, our belief that the Holy Spirit is present in the world today, that the Spirit is at work, meets with us, can bring about transformation, um, can bring about illumination. We've been seeking God in this time, and we know that in prayer it's possible for us to hear from God because the Spirit is speaking to us and moving across us and within us and leading us. So that's, that's another one we have. 
And then we have um, the whenua that the tent pegs are attached to, that no tent can um, be disembodied from the ground that it's on. Um, none of us float. All of us have um, places that we walk. And we want to, um, wherever it is that we're situated, we want to be postured to notice who has been here before, how do we um, recognise that and seek to do justice by that. So, um, yeah, that looks different in our different neighbourhoods, knowing where we are um, in Renew Communities, but also, um, I guess, it's a, an ongoing thing that we want to do, that we want to be reverent to um, the land we're on, whose land that is, um, the stories of the land um, and the context of what's going on now around us in our neighbourhoods. So we're an embodied people. All of this happens somewhere um, and we want to keep learning and growing in that space. So this, um, this probably got developed maybe like four or five years ago and has just been this kind of conceptual thing. So who's heard this before? Probably a few of you will have heard it before. Some of you might not have heard it before. But this is um, something that got developed, I guess, to language some of the things we were living out that um, we kind of, yeah, okay. Who here has like a family like motto or like tartan or kind of that stuff? Some people do, that's so cool. Okay, so like in the past, I guess people have had like family mottos and they've kind of taken the effort to be like, this is a thing we're about. And then they like drew a thing that embodied that. Um, I remember I lived with someone once who their one was, um, it was like an eagle with a hand coming out of its head. So like, I don't know where that came from, but they that was like meaningful to their clan, that this was like a symbol and then they had like a Latin phrase and she drew it on our window in our house and it was like quite scary for people that came to visit our house, like what's that? Um, so they kind of wanted to like have a symbol that carried more than the symbolism. So this kind of got developed to be a thing that is like a way that we can understand some of who we are and um, when we get together um, at the kind of like meetings across Renew Communities, we feel this tension of different people being more like over on this tent peg and someone else being more over this way. And we kind of like in each of us will have different places we are in the tent. Um, and so, yeah, this is an ongoing thing that we keep trying to live into well. Um, and like a particularly helpful question for us as um, leaders, it's like where, when we look at this, like how are we doing by this? Where are we strong? Where are we weak? Where is God inviting us to grow? Um, and yeah, that's been quite a helpful question over the last while. And yeah, is an ongoing, an ongoing thing. So this is the charism. I've probably gone on for too long about that, but um, yeah, a summary of this is up on the Renew Communities website. And I wanted to bring that because um, it kind of felt overdue from the other month. Um, but it's something that, yeah, sits in the background of a lot of things. Um, that's me. I'm going to now pass to Ez to pick up the baton um, of uh, this night. This, this candle's gone out. We'll just, I'll give you this one. Um, so hand over. Um, kia ora. To, yeah, share with us some stories about what it's looked like for God to lead us in the past and, um, yeah, what God's been growing over the last few years. Awesome. Thanks, Rose. Yeah, give Rose a round of applause. There we go. Um, I had a coffee just before I got here, um, so I almost said, um, 
give round a rose of applause just then. Um, but because I did that, I'll probably start talking too fast at some point. When that happens, just like yell at me uh, to slow down and I won't take it personally. Um, yeah, the, um, yeah, basically, um, there's a few things I wanted to share about tonight. or um, They're kind of more, I guess, it feels kind of vulnerable because there are more things that we've felt prompted to share about, more so than, I guess, wanting to share about things I like sharing about. But, um, yeah, just things that have, like, felt on top and right to kind of share about coming out of the season. So we'll just give that a go. And, um, yeah, hopefully some people get some stuff out of that. And if not, um, what's so great is that we have a potluck and lots of other people will be talking during that time. And that can be a takeaway for everyone as well. Um, yeah, so I'm just going to share a bit about, um, yeah, I guess going back to what Rose was sharing about the charism. Um, some things that I've uh, personally witnessed coming up is on top both for myself but also hearing through lots of conversations with people through this time of discernment as there were um, some different kind of threads coming through. One thread that I noticed was really strong was a thread around um, when we plant, um, there's a there's a opportunity and also a commitment and a responsibility to think about what are we planting. If we're taking our DNA somewhere else, what is that DNA? And looking at that and looking at something like our charism and going, we agree this is, we're naming who we are, we're naming who we want to be, and how are we doing in those spaces, and, and there's a really good opportunity there, and that's like a work that um, us and like Blueprint Leadership, but also us as a whole Blueprint congregation are like committed to doing that work together, and that will be like an ongoing thing. And the other thing is, um, I guess a prompting to, so often um, we can get excited, or some people can get excited about this idea of like planting far and wide and doing, big, and doing these things, but actually there's opportunity also within who we are in our spaces to be uh, looking within us and looking at this, um, the stuff that we already have growing in our community and how we can like look to enhance those things and do those things. And that this, this idea of planting may not be, uh, you know, building a church somewhere else. It may be a thing that's internal and that's like an idea that we're exploring as well. So out of those, out of those spaces, um, one thing that I'm gonna be sharing about is uh, my experience or my time around um, about a year and a half ago uh, when we started dreaming about and thinking about and having the seeds planted for um, a space which is now a big part of um, our community as Blueprint and Wider Renew um, called The Stables. Um, so one caveat that I want to give before sharing about any of this is that um, I'm going to share my story. I'm going to share like my experience of that. Um, but what is so cool about it is that there are so many other stories in this room of that, of that as a space. Um, yeah, as you know, a bit of like a kind of a read on that. Um, can people like make some noise if you have, if you know what the stables is? Nice. Make some noise if you've stayed a night at the stables. All right. Oh, um, and yeah, maybe just like it's a bit more brave and make some noise if you if you don't know what the stables is. Yeah, awesome. Um, cool. Um, that's so great. Thank you for making some noise because I did want to talk about what it is. Um, yeah, the stables is. Um, in the simplest form is a house. It's a house that is up on the terrace, um, has a big colorful fence outside of it, and it's a house that um, currently um, about um, 12 of us who get along to Blueprint um, live at. Um, we've also got um, some spare rooms. We've got a little chapel downstairs, and um, it's a space where we like to host people, have people come and stay with us, um, and, yeah, share life together in that space. Um, for me, it's so funny. It's like the stables is such an integral part of my own personal experience of Blueprint. But um, yeah, two years ago, we had no idea um, that it would exist. So it's a house of people. We live together and we uh, dream and do life together in that space. And um, as you would have heard, so many people in this room have stories about it. 
I'm going to share my experience of that. I kind of think about it like, um, has anyone seen the TV show Skins? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, or like um, another example is like when you're reading like a novel and like it shows like different characters' perspectives throughout the novel. I, as I share, I just want people to remember that like I'm going to share my perspective and my story. So like if it was my like season of Skins, um, for those who don't know, Skins is like a show where each season they have like a different person's perspective. Um, this is my one. So we'll hear my perspective, um, but there's so many other ones. Um, but yeah, so the reason why I thought it was cool to share this is like this was a thing that came out of our community, um, serves our community and is a part of our community. And throughout this last month, we've had kind of heard stories around the free store and around um, Brooklyn Church and we were... Um, going to hear about Lyle Bay, and um, we've heard little bits and pieces about it, and these are these things that went more wide, but this is this thing that happened um, with this crew here, and with so many of this crew here. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's, um, I was really lucky to be a part of the forming of that space, um, which was about a year and a half ago now, at the end of 2020, end of the year of the first, the first lockdowns, um, and there's sort of like three things that happened in the formation of that space, and they're kind of the three things that I wanted to just kind of like to, to mention um, three things in like my sort of experience of that time. Um, one of those things was, I've shared this story before, but for those who don't know, um, towards the end of 2020, um, we had a, a wider time of discernment um, or individual discernment around um, ways of living and um, how we do things. And in particular, I was discerning whether I stayed a part of um, Blueprints um, chapters program, which many people may know about, and if you don't, feel free to chat to me about it. But like, a, um, whether I stay living in one of our community houses, and in that time, um, I felt like God like was really speaking to me about quite a few different things. Um, a few things that I've shared about before was one of them um, was I was thinking a lot about our charism and that tent, and one thing that was like sitting really really heavy on my heart was that I lived in a house we often had people around for dinner, and so often I would meet people who. Um, I would have loved to have spent more time getting to know or they were in town for a little bit of time and we could have them around for dinner, but then at the end of the night, uh, we had to say goodbye to them. And that was like sitting really, really heavy for them and for so, so long I really wished that um, we could offer them a place to stay. So that was sitting heavy for me. Um, I also had um, at one point a, a picture in prayer um, and, and it came up in a dream again later on of being in... Um, like a like a hotel or like a like a camp, um, and brushing my teeth next to some like people from our wider community in one of those like bathrooms with all like the sinks that are side by side, and just both those things just like felt really on top. And I had those things, and I didn't actually share them with many people because I was like, oh, those things always feel real random. Um, but those things happen, and I kind of think of those things as as the seeds. Um, but I, I did end up sharing something. I ended up sharing them um, with my friend Jess, um, who also had had some. Um, a whole bunch of other kind of like things sitting on um, on her heart and some pictures and stuff as well. Um, and shared it with some other people as well who had had some similar things. Um, so I felt like at the time there were all these like seeds being sown. But at the time, because I'm human, had like a lot of logistics questions as well. I was like, oh God, like I feel like you're like doing something here. But I have absolutely like no clue what that's, what are you asking me to like run a hotel? Or are you asking me to... Um, yeah, I just felt like so far from anything being a reality and all I had were these seeds. Um, so that was number one. That was this thing of like, God was speaking. God was speaking definitely not just to me. God was speaking to Jess. God was speaking um, to Rose. God was speaking to Josephia. God was speaking 
to Robbie. God was speaking to so many people who would begin to be part of that thing in so many different ways. Um, this time of seeds being so on. Um, then, kind of like next in the story, um, probably a couple of weeks later, I was lying in bed because um, I used to get up quite late. I was lying in bed and I got woken up from a phone call from Rose um, about some people who, it was from a woman who'd been to Mexico with Scotty Reeve about eight years ago. Um, for those who don't know Scotty, he um, runs um, the Brooklyn community. He's part of Renew um, up there and used to be, or is still a very big part of Blueprint. Um, saying that they had a 13-bedroom backpackers that um, was no longer a backpackers because of COVID and wanted to know if we wanted to do anything with it. And so Rose rang me um, and it was like kind of like woke up to this phone call and it just felt, it felt really of God. And the reason why, I think, is because these seeds have been planted. Um, for those who know Rose, she advertises her phone number quite a lot, so gets lots of weird requests and weird um, opportunities and ideas. And um, it can be really hard to know what the things to follow and what is of God. And the reason why, I think, um, we had a conversation and I talked to Jess, because I know that we'd had these conversations in the past well, and I talked to lots of other people from our community, many of whom are in this room, um, and because of these seeds that God had sown, this opportunity felt like it was worth pursuing. And it felt like wild and weird and still had absolutely no idea what we even were going to do with this space. But there was like an opportunity. So we went from seeds, um, God gave us these seeds. And then I believe that God gave us this opportunity. And because of those seeds that had been sown, we knew that it was an opportunity that was worth looking at and wasn't a distraction and was the right thing. Um, and then from there came... Um, like, they're all important, but I almost want to say, like, the most important thing, which was um, that God's people gathered. Um, so what we went from there is um, we had lots of different conversations about whether this was even going to work. Um, and the most important thing we had to do is um, I, I felt really on board, personally, I discerned, and um, I felt like it was something that really was really pursuing. Um, Jess felt like it was something that was worth pursuing as well. Um, we had the backing of sort of wider people we talked to in Blueprint and across Renew, um, but you just can't have a house of 13 bedrooms if you've only got two people who are going to live in it. So we, um, from there, we had to go through a process of calling up and meeting with a whole bunch of people and saying, like, we have no idea what this place is going to be. We have no idea how it's going to go. A big part of the script was um, it will most likely go wrong and it will most likely be really hard and oftentimes not that fun. Um, but we think that God is doing something here, and would you be willing to join us? And so many people said yes to joining us. So many people in this room said yes to joining in that. Um, and yeah, what went from there in that first year was hard, and we did do lots of things wrong, and we did make a lot of mistakes, and we did have fun. Um, but those, but people came together. And it wasn't just people who said yes to like, yep, I will pay to live in a room in that house that you have no idea what it's going to look like and will probably go wrong. Like, people said yes to that. And also, um, people across the Blueprint board said, like, yes, we back this thing that also we don't know what it's going to be. And people across our wider communities in Lyle Bay and Brooklyn said, like, yes, we'll, like, pray for those things. Um, and, yeah, like, people, like, really got, got amongst um, serving those spaces. And... Um, yeah, I guess, like, so that was, like, a third thing of, like, people gathered around that thing. And that was kind of my experience of this idea of, like, planting something um, from the call, from our charism to go, 
where is a tug, where is a thing that we feel like we want to like push more into deeply, um, of God planting these seeds, an opportunity coming, that because of those seeds we knew that we could say yes to, and then a bravery and a courage of the right people gathering around that thing. And I think also not just the courage to say yes, but the courage to know where we all stood in that thing. Like I talked to people who were like, that sounds so awesome. And um, what I'm going to do is I'm, as I'm on the bulletin board. I'm going to be like backing you hard in that space. Um, but I'm not going to like come and move in. And there were some people who were like, yeah, I will move in. And um, there were some people who, um, yeah, we had um, that year we were so lucky to be in a network of, um, of other community houses that were around and people who were like, man, we're just going to like support hard because it's really hard to, something, to start something new. And we were like so grateful to have the support of the other chapter houses as well and like helping us hold those shapes together as we still worked out who we were. Um, and particularly the people who, yeah, as all of us as well, I think it wasn't just a commitment to be a part of it, it was a commitment to learning and changing as we went as well, as um, learning what we were about and being humble to what we ended up with in the house and the stables at the end of our first year is not what we thought it was going to be at the start of the year, but believe that God moved a lot in that time. Um, so yeah, that was just a collection of things that I wanted to share about the stables coming about. Um, there's no big like moral to it, but that was the things that I felt prompted to share um, from my, my individual story of that. Um, I think part of the reason of sharing it is that I believe that we're in the, the laying of the seeds part. Um, I'm definitely someone who loves to see results, so there's part of me that when we were going to discernment journey, I want to come out of it and I want it to be like, we've got it, it's like tie in seven months with these six people. Is that I want God to give me the answers, um, but actually I think God plants seeds, and God plants seeds that as we move through the world, as individuals and as a community, those seeds give us the eyes and the ears and all the other senses to know what the opportunities are to say yes to. So I think God's planted seeds across all of us. Um, and I think that, um, that that's where we're at right now, that we don't have like a recipe for what's next, but we have seeds. And every person in this room, regardless of like whether you've been to Blueprint once, or you've been here for years and years and years, um, God could be planting those seeds and just encouragement to keep sharing those and keep praying about those. Because I think if I... Um, hadn't of like shared them uh, yeah I, I take it took a lot of courage like share share words and then um and then I think that encouraged other people like to share words as well and we can actually start to be like oh it's not just this crazy thing that's happening in my head it's happening all around um I've been really amazed by the courage of people in the last five or six weeks who have come to myself or Rose or Daniel or other people and shared things um not just like I'm really excited about this thing but I'm worried about this thing or I'm concerned about this thing um or before we plant, I want to see this thing. And um, that's been so awesome. So just like want to like bring the encouragement to keep sharing those things. And although we don't have a, this is the next thing, like I think we've got so many seeds that have been scattered over these last times. And um, I'm so excited to see, I guess, where they come through next. And yeah, in a year and a half's time, who's up here sharing about how those seeds have like grown into um, the next thing, maybe an orchid. Um, um, so yeah. Um, I'm just going to pray over those things, and then, um, very fittingly, I'm going to invite up Jess and um, the worship team to take us through, and um, we can keep 